we ask that, oh God in heaven, inhabit our praises, oh God, that your name be lifted in the name of Jesus. Sweet Holy Spirit, we have come that you may teach us, that you may print on our hearts the words of the Lord that will bring about a change, a transformation. That Lord, oh God in heaven, may we be transformed in the name of Jesus. Lord, I submit myself to you, asking that you will speak through me. Anoint my lips, O God in heaven, to speak your word. Grant me utterance to communicate that which you have revealed to me, that your name be glorified in the name of Jesus. Thank you, almighty God in heaven, for in Jesus' mighty and matchless name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Why don't you open your Bibles with me quickly to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And we're reading from verses 1 to 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We're reading from verses 1 to 10. If you're there with me, say amen. If you're not, just say wait for me. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Are we all there? 1 Corinthians chapter 15 from verses 1 to 10. And let's read together one to go. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received and which you stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast to the word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again, and the third day according to the scriptures, and that he, has seen, he was seen by Cephas, then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain present, but some have fallen asleep. After that, he was seen by James, then by all the apostles. Then, last of all, he was seen by me also, one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles, who am not worthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. Verse 10, let's read together with conviction one to go. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And by grace towards me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Just for those of us who are joining us for the very first time here in the place of victory, the theme of our month, usually we theme our months, and the theme of this month is the grace for exploits. Hallelujah. The grace for exploits. And I'm carrying on from where we left off last week, speaking on the wings of grace. Hallelujah. On the wings of grace. Why would I title this sermon the wing of grace? According to um, science, we understand that the fastest means of transport is by air. Hallelujah. The fastest means of transport is by air. And you fully understand that if we are going to get from where we are to where God will want us be, then I submit to you this afternoon that what you need is the grace of God. Hallelujah. Because you realize that there are some things that on your own you cannot do except God helps you. 
praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I say it again. There are some certain things in life that you would need to accomplish and you cannot do them or even undertake or embark on those tasks except you have been enabled by God. In other words, the grace of God, you are soaring on the wings of grace. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. So for the sake of bringing everybody up to speed, I'll just do a sermon recap. And I recall that I said last week Sunday that you cannot discuss the subject of any man's destiny without actually specifying the relevance of the grace of God in that person. In other words, you understand fully well that when God created you and I, that our lives or our destiny would not be evaluated based on what, what we accomplished alone, but it will be judged according to the capacity that was deposited in us by God. Hallelujah. In other words, it is not based on the enormity of things you accomplished. For example, people might have 10 degrees or whatever it is, but when, judge, when God is judging you, he's judging you based on what, what he deposited in you. A good example is, for example, someone might invest a thousand pounds in the stock market and you're saying, oh, fantastic, you made profit. But if your profit is only 10%, then you understand that you have not really made much. Praise the name of the Lord. Because you're not just judging that you made profit, but the, ca the case is how much did I invest in it that is making me that amount of profit. I hope I'm making sense. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And I carried on to say that if that be the case, then you understand fully well that what you and I need to accomplish destiny is not gold. Praise the name of the Lord. And I recall I made the statement. I said that amongst many of us here, if not all of us, for those who are watching online as well, if I was to ask you, what do you need in life to fulfill what God has put inside you? Many of you will say, oh, I need connection. Because where I need to get to and where I am, I need to know somebody that knows somebody. Praise the name of the Lord. Or for some of us, you say, okay, fine. I have the connections. I have the skill. But I'm only needing money. Praise the name of the Lord. But you, what you understand is that what you need is not money. Because you see, money can only take you so far. Praise the name of the Lord. When you remember the book of Second Kings, the Bible said that what even money failed. Hallelujah. So money can fail. And so you understand that the thing that we need that is failure proof is the grace of God. Praise the name of the Lord. After all, the Bible says in the Amplified Version, 1 John chapter 1, sorry, John chapter 1 verse 16, it says, for out of his fullness, praise the name of the Lord, Jesus is full of grace. Hallelujah. It says that what we have then received, all had a share. We are all supplied with one grace after another. Spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing and even favor upon favor. Gift heaped upon gift. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so we begin to look at the potency of grace. How potent is this grace of God? And I enjoyed the drama that they just replicated here. According to this scripture, the Bible says that what I realized, another thing, this was Solomon speaking, and he said that in this world, fast runners do not always win the race. Praise the name of the Lord, that the brave do not always win the battles, but the wise do not always earn a living. Intelligent people do not always get rich. And capable people do not always rise to high positions. And he said that what? Bad luck happens to everyone. Hallelujah. But in the context of what he was trying to say was that what? Time and seasons. The living Bible will say that what? It is all by being at the right place 
at the right time. Praise the name of the Lord. The truth is that your progress and my progress is not just dependent on my ability, but there are subjects that are beyond my control. Praise the name of the Lord. And for those elements that are beyond my control, if I need to make it work in my favor, then it's only wisdom for me to begin to seek the person who is able to tilt it to my advantage. Praise the name of the Lord. You see, in the kingdom of God, God is your advantage. Praise the name of the Lord. In God's kingdom, God is my what? Advantage. The Bible says that God is the one who changes times and seasons. Praise the name of the Lord. It may not be my season yet, according to human permutation. But you see, when God is involved, he's able to change it to your season. That is what God is capable of doing. And so you understand that you and I need God. I've said it over and over again. Life was never designed for you to live outside God. It is foolishness. Can you imagine a car to run without a battery? Yes, we have Tesla. But you see, a battery powers such a thing. Hallelujah. And so God is that element or is that factor, is the crucial part of destiny that you and I must seek to have a relationship with. Because life without Christ, as they say, is what? Crisis. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so like the anchor text that we read, Paul was telling the Corinthian church that the secret behind the exploits that I'm doing, because you see, every child of God has a destiny of exploits. Praise the name of the Lord. Every child of God, regardless of whether you are the dullest in your home based on academic performance, whether you are the most useless based on the moral standard, the reality of it is that what anybody who comes in contact with Jesus has a destiny of exploits. Praise the name of the Lord. Why? Because you see, you cannot spend time with Jesus and remain the same. Praise the name of the Lord. Acts 4 verse 13 tells us that as a result of how James and Peter and John spoke, the Bible said that what the people had no choice but to admit that these ones, they have spent time with Jesus. Hallelujah. And so you cannot, I say it again, it's like you trying to rub a metal against a magnet. According to science, at some point in time, that metal will adopt the properties of the magnet. It's not a magnet, but by reason of what? Contact. By reason of fellowship, it begins to receive the properties of that magnet. That is what God is able to do with a man. And so you understand that your life is at a risk if you don't have Jesus. And so you have a destiny of exploits, regardless of your mistakes or whatever it may be. So long as you have chosen to align with Jesus. You know, they say in Nigeria, follow who no road. In other words, the journey is very far. And if I'm, get, if I'm going to get to my destination, I must go with someone who has been there. Praise the name of the Lord. The Bible said that, talking about Jesus, it said we behold, we beheld his glory. Glory as what? The only begotten of the Father. In other words, in Jesus is resident everything that God can represent. And so if I'm going to get to my destination, I must, by reason of necessity, be aligned with this man called Jesus. Hallelujah. And so Paul was telling the church in Corinth that the reality of it is this, because that is what grace can do. Like the passage you read earlier on, it said that, who am I that I should be called an apostle? Praise God. Because if it was based on spending time with Jesus, I did not spend time with him. 
praise God. Yes, I saw him as the glorified Christ because he appeared to me, but I did not even get time to spend time with him. Praise God. And so it was based on human competence. I'm the least qualified. But you see, the beauty of grace is this, that when grace comes upon the life of a man, your CV is irrelevant. Praise the name of the Lord. When grace comes in contact with a man, your qualifications notwithstanding, because you see, when God or when they are dealing with you, it is not based on what you did, but what God said. Hallelujah. You know what? I remember the story of the man when Jesus told the disciple, he says, go into that place and tell that person that what the master is in need of that calf. Hallelujah. And so in that case, it was not a case of, oh, it's, it's the person who said it. He said the master is in need of it. And the man had to obey. That is what grace can do in the life of anybody. And so Paul was saying that in this, that let me tell you my secret. He says that of all these things that I've done, because if you think about it, Paul, aside from the person of the Christ, in the New Testament, the greatest of them all is Paul. Hallelujah. Aside from exalting Christ as the begotten of the Father, as the Son of God, the next person you would say in terms of ranking, if we're going to rank, praise the name of the Lord, is Paul. Because Paul did remarkable exploits. Hallelujah. Paul had some depths of revelation that even the church were still coming into the knowledge of it. Hallelujah. Because the truth is, every day you read the scripture, God begins to unveil newer truths to you every single day. But the Bible said that Paul was already walking in this revelation. And he said, as a result of the abundance of revelation given to me, you know, for you, for you to understand the depth of this man's knowledge of who God is, the Bible said that they had to make him weak. Because nobody, no human person can embody such a knowledge and yet be humble. Praise the name of the Lord. And so, a, a mechanism for humility had to be introduced. If not, he will miss it. That's why he was saying, after having preached the gospel, may I not be a castaway? Because I cannot walk in this abundance of revelation, and yet I miss it in life. God forbid. And so you understand that Paul was walking in remarkable knowledge of God. And so yet, he was saying that what all these things I count as nothing. Because that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Because the more I keep going in God, the more I keep discovering awesome and remarkable things. And so Paul was saying that the secret behind all these things you are seeing is not me. But that there is a mechanism behind what is working for me. And he says that what I am what I am. By what? The grace of God. The grace of God is a maker of men. Praise God. You know, Bishop David, will say that what? It is grace that makes men great. Hallelujah. Because every great person you see in the kingdom of God, they will tell you. Take, for instance, our Father in the Lord, Daddy Gio. Based on human calculations, how do you expect a boy who grew up without shoes, God, to be a builder of cities? At least, if you are going to judge it, it's, it's, it, it is not feasible. Hallelujah. That at some point in time, even the mag Times magazine regarded him as the hundred, one of the hundred most influential people in the entirety of the world. Yet this guy was from the backside of what state in Lagos? Sorry, in Nigeria. 
praise God. It is what grace can do for a man. Because if you think about it, you look at the disadvantages. For example, being black, some will regard it as what? As a disadvantage. Praise the name of the Lord. But yet, it is what grace is able to do. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so I began to say that there are two dimensions of grace primarily. The saving grace of God, which for many of us, or for a large number of us who are here, because I'll be naive to assume that everybody here is saved. Praise the name of the Lord. There is a saving grace of God because the Bible makes us understand that what is by grace that you and I were saved. You and I did not become saved because our parents were pastors or that we were born in the church or that I was born on Sunday. It was just by the grace of God. The difference between me and the Muslim who is yet to accept Jesus is grace. Praise God. Because there is nothing I did so they don't need to be proud about it. Hallelujah. It is not because I was born in a Christian family. These are factors beyond my control. I did not choose my parents. Praise God. But it is the grace of God that led me to where I am. And so when you understand that grace caused you to be saved, there is some level of humility you begin to embrace because you understand that had it not been the grace of God, I'm down for damnation. Praise the name of the Lord. Eternal hellfire is my portion. Praise God. But grace came in contact with my life. And so for that reason, Paul began to say that what? How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Praise the name of the Lord. And that is why when God is, or when Christ is coming again to judge, you see, he will judge because many of us heard the gospel and we refuse to believe. Praise God. Grace is not cheap. It came at a price. Hallelujah. And then you talk about the enabling grace of God. And this is what we're looking at all throughout this month. Because the truth is what? You need enablement to get to where you're going. Praise the name of the Lord. You need enablement to get to where you're going. And for many of us, you see, we have so many dreams. And as a result of the magnitude of the dream, all of a sudden, the spirit of fear comes upon you. Because you begin to evaluate your shortcomings. You begin to evaluate the time it will take. You begin to evaluate the resources that it would require. And yet, you just begin to laugh. Had that ever happened to you? You know, I think there was, my wife was telling me certain things I needed to pay for, and I started laughing. And she was like, why are you laughing? I'm serious. I said, because when you think of how much you have, praise God, and the amount that they are calling for you to pay, you have to laugh. Because, you know, it can, except God helps, Praise the name of the Lord. And so you understand what, why you need grace of God. Praise the name of the Lord. And so when the Bible was saying in Daniel 11, 32 that, and they that know their God, he said they shall be strong, but what? They shall do exploit. Exploit is your heritage in Christ. Praise God. Yeah, amen, because you want it to be so. But I'm telling you that it is already so. Praise God. Because you see, a lion can only give birth to what? A lion. Praise God. And so if Jesus here on earth did exploits, by virtue of my faith in him, I'm entitled to do exploits. And that's why you must understand why you need the enabling grace. Because I cannot do it on my own. Praise God. I cannot do it on my own. I need God. I need God. There are doors. You see, something happened at work. Sorry to digress. And 
I'll try not to divulge much information anyway, but something happened at work, right? And they were discussing somebody else's matter, right? Okay, let me say Mr. A and Mr. B. Mr. A does not know Mr. A, sorry, Mr. B, in any shape or form. But in that meeting, they were discussing the matter of Mr. A. And yet, Mr. B was defending Mr. A. I was, I was shocked because I said this can only be the grace of God. Because there are places that your name and your matter will be decided. And it can only be but God. This is why you understand that it is foolishness. So when the psalmist is saying, only a fool will say in his heart that there is no God. You see, you must have tasted certain things. Praise God. You must have entered certain realities and you're saying, Kai, only a fool. You are not being insultive. But you see, a fool is someone who does not know, acknowledges that he does not know, and yet does not want to know. Praise God. And so, after you have seen all these things right before your eyes, and you can confidently and boldly say, there's no God, you must be a fool. Praise God. Because you see, only God can do these things. Hallelujah. And so it is the enabling grace of God to execute the assignment that he has called for you and I to accomplish. And so I began to say that what? What then is grace? You say that grace is when God gives us the good things that we don't deserve. Praise God. Grace is unmerited favor. And I recall I said that, you know, Dr. Austin will always say that God, grace is God involved in my race. Hallelujah. All these things are all correct. And here, I define grace to be the unseen hand of God in the life of an individual, enabling them to accomplish all that God has destined for them to accomplish. What happened to Elijah against the chariot of Ahab? It can only be the grace of God. Because you see, the distance between where you are and where you need to be is the grace. Praise the name of the Lord. The distance to where you are and the first class or merit or whatever you desire of God, it is by what? Grace. Because if it's based on human efforts, I cannot do it on my own. Praise the name of the Lord. I cannot do it on my own. And I said that grace is the enablement of God to an individual to accomplish unusual feats. I'm relating this now. So you begin to make sense when Paul was saying, I am what I am. You see, because when I reflect on my life, you see, one of the people that you cannot lie to is yourself. Praise God. And so you know your capabilities. You know your potential. So there are things that you will endeavor to do. And you'll be like, ah, man, I know what I'm capable of doing. I didn't give my best. And so, because I'm judging it based on my ability. But there are things that would happen to you that you know within you even in my best version, I cannot do this. That's what I'm talking about. That even in my best state, in my peak performance mode, in my bringing my A game, I cannot do this. This is why you need grace. Hallelujah. It is the enabling grace of God. So I'm, I'm trying to make you understand why perhaps you have had grace, you know, or met blah, 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 blah. Now I'm trying to make you understand why you need it. Praise God. Because you see, grace is not just you leave it there. If it comes to me, fine. If it doesn't come to me, all well and good. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 
you what? You go and find what? Grace. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so I begin to look at certain facts about grace, even as I begin to go deeper. Number one is that grace is unmerited. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, we live in a time and age where people are judged based on meritocracy. In other words, you must have done something to deserve whatever is happening to you. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, someone sang a song and said, you know, if you see me laughing, if you see me jumping or whatever it is, after all, I deserve it. Praise the name of the Lord. But you see, when it comes to the things of God, we did not deserve this grace. Praise the name of the Lord. We did nothing. It was unearned. And so grace is undeserved, unearned. It's unearnable based on the recipient's part. Praise the name of the Lord. Number two is that what grace is expensive. Grace is free, but what is expensive? Praise the name of the Lord. If I bought a Range Rover Sport, praise the name of the Lord, and on a Sunday like this, I said, Pastor is giving giveaway, and I give it to this, my gentleman here. It cost me 75,000 pounds. It's expensive, but he got it what? For free. Am I making sense? And so you understand that grace is not cheap, but what? It is for free. Why? Because the Bible said that for God so loved the world. In other words, when you begin to reflect it, what is the most prized possession you have in your life? It could be your watch, it could be your laptop, whatever it is. And someone will place a demand on that particular thing. Now, if it's somebody that you love, then you say, after all, I'm making a sacrifice. Because what? I love that particular person. But the Bible said that while we were yet sinners, we were enemies with God. Praise the name of the Lord. Yet Christ died. I was even yet to know, it says he loved me even before I loved him. Praise the name of the Lord. And so, grace is not cheap. It came at a high cost. This is why we must enter that understanding. Because when the devil is challenging you, and you say, I come by the blood of the Lamb, you begin to understand what you are talking about. You know, a man of God said that the blood of the Jesus Christ is the receipt for your salvation. Praise God. Satan did not die for anybody. Praise the name of the Lord. As powerful as he claims that he is, he, did not, he does not have the mind to die for anybody. Praise the name of the Lord. But Jesus did what? He died for all. That whoever comes and believes in him will not die, but what? Have eternal life. Praise the name of the Lord. Number three is that grace is often incredible to the recipient. In other words, you can't imagine it. Because it's, it's almost like it sounds too good to be true. You know, Nigerians say, you know what, stop whining me, you know, like, let's be serious. Like, how can you tell me that after all my failings, after all my mistakes, you know, I was watching a movie of um, Mount Zion uh, two weeks ago, the abattoir thing. And there was a part in the movie where the guy was saying that, you know, even if you forgive me, I can't forgive myself. Praise God. That even if I forgive myself, when I think of the multitude of things that I have done, how can I come to terms with the fact that even Jesus was willing to die for me? It is too good to be true, but guess what? That is what grace is all about. Praise the name of the Lord. As they say in the world, if it's too good to be true, that means it's not true. But when it comes to God, if it's too good to be true, that's a proof that it is God. Hallelujah. If it's too good to be true, that's a proof that God, has, God is involved. 
Praise the name of the Lord. And that is why you will hear that a lady was single last week and she's happily married this week. And you're wondering, but normally you would date for six months or for one year. But you see, it is the grace of God. The grace of God gives speed. It cuts short the time that you have wasted in doing certain things. Praise God. It's the grace of God that you hear that somebody just started the work this week and six months is a manager in a department. And you're wondering, but how? It is what? The grace of God. Because it will cut short the time it will take. Because based on human permutations, accordingly, maybe you have spent 10 to 15 years on this road, then, then they can now consider it to be promoted. But when the grace of God comes upon the man, hallelujah. You know, one of the things that God gave, the image God gave me, I'll say it again, for the theme of this month was the story of Joseph. Somebody that was from nowhere yesterday, the sun rises the next day, and is rubbing shoulder with Pharaoh. Praise the name of the Lord. That is what God is able to do. Hallelujah. Number four is that what grace is not fair. Praise God. You know, as siblings, when our parents will make certain decisions, say, but mommy and daddy, is not fair. You know, it's not fair. Grace is not fair. You know, somebody said that we may be age mates, but we are not what? Grace mates. Praise God. Grace is not fair. Because when you judge it, you'll be like, but God, are we not serving this same Jesus? You know, but that is what grace is able to do. You know, I was telling somebody years ago that, you know, oh, this and this and this, my boss has done this for me. For, ah. Say, man, I want this Jesus to be my Jesus. Are we not serving the same God? But I said, my brother, it is the grace of God. Hallelujah. So Paul is saying, I am what I am, but what? By the grace of God. Hallelujah. It is not based on our achievements, but our attainment. It's not about our reward, but what is an award. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Number five is that grace is a currency. Praise the name of the Lord. Grace is a what? A currency. So in other words, what I spent yesterday, tomorrow, I will need to have more to be able to spend it today. Praise the name of the Lord. The Bible says in John 1 verse 16, it says, Of his fullness, in other words, abundance, we have all received, all had a share. And it said we have been supplied with one grace after the other. You see, every season of your life requires a certain level of grace. Hallelujah. And this is why you understand that, you know, when, Paul, when John was saying that, that grace and peace be multiplied unto you. In other words, he's trying to make you understand that the grace of yesterday, if you are going to enter into your newer level, you need a higher level of grace. Praise the name of the Lord. And that's why, you know, I'll hear a man of God say, oh, but you don't have the grace to do such, such a thing yet. You see, because grace is in levels. Hallelujah. Grace is in what? Levels. The Bible says, talking about the apostles, just to digress a bit, when you read Acts chapter 4, this was people who raised the dead. They preached the gospel. They were casting out demons. But in Acts chapter 4, they were beaten and threatened. Praise the name of the Lord. The thing that they, that they were doing before, they were now going to do it again, but Christ was no longer there, and they were beating them and threatening them not to speak about Christ again. But the Bible said that when they entered the prayer room, they began to intercede and say, God, he said, look upon their threats and grant us boldness. And the Bible said in the verse 33, he said that what? And great grace. Praise the name of the Lord. Great grace. You see, many of us are praying for breakthrough. But that breakthrough is already done, but is waiting for the newer level of you. 
praise the name of the Lord, is waiting for the higher version of you. And what will bring about that higher version is what? The grace of God. And so when he said that word, grow in grace. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Number six is that word, grace is an amplifier. Praise God. Grace is what? An amplifier. In other words, the reason why you need grace is that there are certain things that will need to be announced that even your voice at the highest speech cannot even say it. Praise the name of the Lord. A classical example is me that is here. If I was speaking without the mic, but I was speaking on the same tune, but yet the amplifier is what? Declaring my voice. What am I trying to say? There are, th there are little things that you will do, but God will make them seem big. Praise the name of the Lord. You see, I remember the story of a man of God, Sonia Delaja. One of the things that God helped him to break into Ukraine, this man was praying for so long for the ministry to be established in Ukraine. Okay? But the prime minister at the time, his son was a drug addict. Praise God. His son was a drug addict. And so they brought the son. And this man was heavily against the ministry. Praise the name of the Lord. This prime minister was heavily against the ministry of that man. But you see, the day the son came to the ministry because he needed deliverance and he received his healing, that was the day the ministry opened up in Ukraine. Praise the name of the Lord. Grace would make the little things that you do because if you think about it, he did Technically speaking, not a big thing in comparison to what a prime minister would do. I mean, you did not give me a big contract or a big land to build whatever. You just healed my son. But you see, that little act or that little spiritual gesture was what opened up his ministry. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So grace is what? An amplifier. But also grace is a transport system. Because it is the mechanism that God has put in place to take us from where we are to where we need to be. Praise the name of the Lord. Grace, what, is a transport system. I'm trying to show you why in your personal prayer room, you must begin to cry to the Lord that, Lord, I need your grace. Praise the name of the Lord. Because what, the distance between where you are now and where God wants you to be is the grace of God. Hallelujah. You need grace. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. But guess what? Sadly enough, as I've told you all these things, grace can be wasted, abused, or even rejected. Hallelujah. Grace can be what? Wasted, abused, or even rejected. Remember I told you that grace is not cheap. Praise the name of the Lord. One of the most painful things that can happen to anybody is that you give someone that is close to you an expensive gift. And yet, they did not look after it. Praise the name of the Lord. Have you bought an expensive shoe? And your younger brother said, let me just wear it. And that's when he wants to kick something on the ground. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Or you bought your car. You know how much it cost you. But you give it to a friend to drive and they bring it back dirty. Praise God. That is how we use the grace of God. Praise the name of the Lord. Because you realize that what as expensive as grace is, as free as it is, grace can be abused, grace can be rejected, or grace can even be what wasted. Look at what Paul said in 
Galatians 2 verse 20 to 21. It says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. It says, yet not I. It says, but what? Christ liveth in me. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live by what? Faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And it says, I do not do what? Frustrate the grace of God. Because for if righteousness comes by the law, then Christ died in vain. Let me tell you what it means to frustrate grace. You have a dream that you want to accomplish. God gave you an assignment to do. And you say, you know what? I will do it on my own. Praise the name of the Lord. I will do it what? On my own. In other words, grace is there. God has made that grace available. Because the Bible says, when you read 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8, it says, and God is able to make what? All grace abound unto you. Praise the name of the Lord. But yet, you say, you know what? I want to go on this journey on my own. Praise the name of the Lord. You want to decide who to marry. You say, you know what? Lord, keep your requirements or your criteria. Let me pursue this thing on my own. Praise the name of the Lord. You are what? Rejecting the grace of God. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so you understand that Paul was walking in this knowledge and he says, I do not frustrate the grace of God. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, it's almost like you're in the kitchen. All I can think of now is in the kitchen and you're trying to cook. And you have a mixer. Praise God. The essence of the, that, that um, device or machine is to save you time, is to save you energy. But yet, you say, you know what? I want to use my hand. I want to just mix it with my hand. But guess what? You may mix it, it will, you will spend time, but there will still be lumps. But what grace will do, it will come out what? Fine and simple. Praise the name of the Lord. And so you can frustrate the grace of God on your life. The Holy Spirit is telling you, let's do it this way. And you are saying, you know what? I think I know better. Praise the name of the Lord. You are what? You are frustrating the grace of God. Hallelujah. And that is why everybody must give an account. Praise the name of the Lord. That's why I said that when God is judging our accomplishments here on the earth, he's judging it according to the grace that was given. And so if your accomplishment does not match the grace that was dispatched, Guess what? At some point in time, you frustrated the grace of God. Don't worry, I'm rounding up because I can see that my, my time is up. My, my, my time is up. But the question now is, how then do I access this grace? My brother and my sister, grace has a location. Praise the name of the Lord. Grace does what? Has a location. If I was to ask you now, where can I buy African food? The next thing you tell me is go down on St. Helens Road, go down to Exotica, and you find what you're looking for. Praise the name of the Lord. Not just Exotica, but at least now there are more along that line. What I'm trying to say is that what? Grace has a location. There is somewhere you go to access that grace of God. And that's why the writer of Hebrews says, for we do not have a high priest. Because you see, when you're talking about the grace of God, you must compare it with your weaknesses. I'm not able to do this. And so for that reason, I need support. Praise God. And it says, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points, was what? Tempted and yet without sin. And it says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of what? 
grace that we may what obtain mercy and then do what find grace because you cannot obtain grace without finding mercy praise god you cannot obtain grace without what finding mercy because that's why you said that i did nothing to merit it because mercy is that god is not giving you what you deserve according to your actions you should have been punished you shall be severely punished but yet mercy would go ahead of you first that's why the psalmist said that you know what and thou shall arise and do what have mercy upon zion because the set time to show her grace or to favor her has come praise the name of the lord and so you understand that when you are going to the throne of grace the very first thing you must be asking is that oh lord show me mercy because if you are to contact the grace of god you must first of all do what? Humble yourself. And mercy is the prayer of humility. Praise the name of the Lord. Mercy is the prayer of humility. How often do we visit this throne? That's my next question. How often do we go to the throne of grace? The grace of God is available. But yet we frustrate the grace whenever we don't come to the throne of grace. Praise God. You know, I said something that the truth is that if you accomplish, if you enter the fire and your body is still smelling smoke, you did not use the grace of God. Hallelujah. I'll say it again. If you went through fire and your body is still smelling smoke, you did not what? Utilize the grace of God. Because the reality of it is that what? Where you are, and where you are going to be would not get there because of what you did the bible said that as for the three hebrew boys they entered the fire they came out and they were not what smelling smoke the children of israel they walked through the wilderness for 40 years their feet did not get swollen they, they did not fall sick their clothes did not tear how is that possible the grace of God did it. And so when people look at you, where you were, like the drama that, that was acted, but you were first in class, or you had a third class, but yet, look at where you are. That's a proof that what? Grace took me there. Hallelujah. Grace took me there. And so in conclusion, in conclusion, it is the desire of God that you and I finish well. Hallelujah. Is the desire of God that you and I do what? Finish well. This is why the Bible says in 2 Timothy 2 verse 1. It says, you therefore my brother or my brethren. It says, or oh, my son. It says what? Be strong in the grace that is in what? Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. You see, the, the, the Godhead, which is Christ or the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. They have their respective how am I going to put it? Their respective content that they dispatch to the believer. Praise the name of the Lord. The father's responsibility is to dispatch love. Praise the name of the Lord. But when it comes to Christ, his responsibility is to do what? To, to dispatch grace. Why? Because he has been tempted. He knows our infirmities. Whatever you are going through, Jesus has already experienced it. And so when you are now asking him for grace, he says that yet without sin... Christ died 
And so for that reason, he's able to feel what you are feeling, the shame that you are feeling, the disgrace that you are feeling, the weaknesses that you think you have. Christ has already felt it on the cross of Calvary. And so when you are asking for grace, he's in the right position to say, you know what? It is my job to dispatch grace unto you. The same principle applies to the Holy Spirit. The responsibility of the Holy Spirit is what? To ensure that we maintain fellowship with the Godhead. Hallelujah. And so when Paul is now saying that, I may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the what? The love of God and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. So you understand what Paul is trying to say. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so you understand that if you are going to contact this grace, you must do so by visiting what? The throne of grace. And we are going to be going to that throne in a moment. Praise the name of the Lord. Because next week, we'll begin to look at how to maximize the grace of God. Because there's a role for you to play. Praise the name of the Lord. A man of God will say that any faith that leaves God absolutely responsible for the outcome of your life is what? An irresponsible faith. Praise the name of the Lord. And so let's bow our heads even as we pray. We are going to the throne of grace. The Bible says that what? For we do not have a high priest. Who has not felt what you are feeling? But he says, therefore, let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may what? Obtain mercy. And so for that reason, begin to cry unto God for mercy. Perhaps you are yet to give your life to Christ. This is that very moment where you are able to cry before the Lord and say, Lord, have mercy on me. Nobody contacted or obtained anything from the Father without a cry for mercy. Even the prodigal son, he said, Father, I know that I have sinned against you. Blind Bartimaeus was saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. I don't know about you today, but the mercy of God is available. The Bible said that his hands are not too short to save, nor his ear dull to hearing. But he says, though your sins may be red as scarlet, he says, I will make them as white as snow. But the only way to do that is to ask the Lord for mercy. The Bible says, Matthew 7 verse 7, it says, ask and you will receive. And it says, seek and you will find. And it said, knock and the door shall be open unto you. My brother and my sister, this is that open heaven. This is that Kairos moment where you begin to open your mouth and cry for mercy. And say, Lord, in any way that I have done things my way, in any way that I have tried to solve it my way, Lord, I ask for mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to your holy name, O God in heaven. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name we have prayed. Gracious Father in heaven, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for your word that has come to reprove, to guide, and to instruct us in the righteousness that you have called us unto. Lord, oh God in heaven, I pray for everyone that has heard my voice, oh God, that Lord, you would release your grace on them, oh God, that above all, we will fulfill destiny and your name be glorified in the name of Jesus. For those of us who gave their lives to Christ, that you want to make Jesus your Lord and your Savior, why don't you say with me and say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me with your blood. Grant me the privilege to walk in the reality of the new creation, even as I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen.